Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another edition of Chef Special on the Believe Podcast Network. I am your host, Patrick Honeywell. Today's guest is my longtime good friend, Chef Rick Buford. Rick returns to the show to share some deep insights and special tips on preparing an excellent duck dish in your own home kitchen. Hey, Rick Buford, you you uh, fulfilled your promise to me. You know what that is? <laughs> what is that? That was you coming back and teaching us how to prepare duck. Oh, that's my pleasure. You know, the last uh, the last uh, podcast we did together, it was amazing. Uh, I learned a lot about omelets and things from you, and you talked about coming back for a duck, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you're not just a master of lamb chops and omelets and other things. You're a, you're a killer on duck. And how do I know that? Because when you came here today for the podcast at my place, you pulled out a duck and you prepared it. And I filmed some of it and you showed me how to do it, at least one way to do it. And it was amazing. And it doesn't take very long. I mean, you know, people think that duck takes a long time to work with, and it's a very fatty animal. But once you know how to work with it, it's really quite simple, and it's quite easy. And you, it, the great thing about duck is you can use every single part of it. The only thing I have never used is the bill. I've used everything else. Well, I tell you, it's, it, what you did was amazing. You showed me uh, how to, what do you say, break it down or how you... Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah, amazing. And you have a great knife skills, I have to say. Oh, well, that comes from 40 years of we're using a knife all oh, the time. And come I, on. 40? I did all my own prep work, too. So it wasn't <laughs> like I had guys come in the kitchen and I just threw the stuff together at the end of the night. I enjoyed taking things apart all nice, the time. Nice, Well, you know, when I think about duck, and, and I'll be perfectly honest, I've never made duck, ever. And so by you showing me today, it's pretty awesome. We're going we're gonna to enjoy this today as soon as uh, Sonia gets back from there you go. Uh, being out and about. But... Um, when I think of duck, I think of French, uh, French preparation maybe, or I think of Peking duck. How many, is there a lot of varieties, uh, uh, different types of preparations that you think of? Well, it's kind of funny because duck is used uh, quite regularly throughout most of the rest of the world and especially the Asian world. They almost use it like we use chicken. Chicken tends to be our number one bird. In parts of Asia, the duck is actually the number one bird. So it's, it's, oh. it, it just depends on where you go. I mean, there's uh, even the Italians, the French, they love ducks. You'll find it in Spain, too. But it's just not as popular as some of the other animals, especially like you go to Spain, they want the pig. You go, but, <laughs> yeah. but you look for the duck, and they've got outrageous duck. Wow. It's just fantastic. Interesting. Well, okay, so let's say that uh, people listen to this podcast. I mean, I know I'm going to go out looking, even though you just made some great duck. Where's... When you look for a duck, where do you go to find it? Is it easily available here in the local stores? Here we're in California, but uh, what do you what do you think? Well, it depends on how picky you want to be and what you're going to use the duck for. If you're going to use the French style ducks, where you're going to use the moulards and things like that, you want a big breast and you want uh, special legs with lots of fat for the confit. You're going to go to a place like uh, D'Artagnan. Uh, back east where you get it mail order and they'll ship it to you and it's just an absolutely fantastic product if you're just going to dink around with it like I like to do just go get regular Peking ducks I usually use mostly maple leaf because that's what's uh, available in our area and I'm just going to use a regular maple leaf duck at the restaurant we use CD gold labels but I don't think those are very readily available on an open market you know most people can get maple leaf at I believe Costco um, I just picked this one up at Ralph's this morning, uh, just nice. real quick. So, and it was about do you, uh, I think you mentioned about five pounds. Yeah, five and a half pounds. Wow, mm-hmm. amazing, amazing. So, 
When you do a duck, I mean, you, you hear about, uh, I'll, I'll just throw off a few things. I think about uh, roasting a duck. Mm-hmm. I think about peaking duck. Mm-hmm. I think about duck, the breast or the leg mm-hmm. or confit or cassoulet. What is your favorite way to prepare a duck? Oh, there again, I, I like everything. So every country has a preparation that I... Duck just lends itself to so many different things. It makes a great appetizer. It makes a great salad. It makes a great main course. It makes, I mean, you can do anything you want with it depending on where you want to be. And, you know, you're talking about the way the French do it. What I like about the way the French do it is they they take the whole duck apart. They're going to use the wings for one thing. They're going to use the breast for something else. They're going to use the legs and thighs for something else. They're going to use the liver for something else. They're going to use the gizzards and the hearts for something else. So, Hmm. I mean, they've they've used every single part of the animal. That's fantastic. And then you go to the Chinese. And they'll even use the feet for dim sum and things like that. Wow, I didn't know that. Okay. Just like you get Chinese uh, chicken feet. Yeah, okay. So, okay, duck confit. I know that uh, when we've talked, you say, I just made some duck confit. Uh huh. What is duck confit really? Well, confit just simply means cooking something in its own juices. So you okay. can confit all kinds of things. You know, you find confits of, of uh, uh, desserts, uh, which is usually some sort of berries or something like that. Confit of duck is what you've done is you've rendered the fat out of the duck, mm-hmm. and then you generally take the, du- the pieces of duck and you'll salt them, and then you'll put herbs and maybe some garlic on them, let them sit for a couple of days, let some of the water drain out of it, and then you'll cook it in its own flat- fat at about 200 degrees, for about three and a half to four hours. Hmm. Take it, now you can store it for two or three months, mm-hmm. and that's just an ancient way of preserving the foods. Hmm. And duck just lends itself well to it because it has so much natural fat in the skin. Yeah, it's a, and it's definitely, a, it, compared to chicken, if mm-hmm. you do that, it's, it's a darker meat, generally. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, so the breast being darker, I know that on a chicken, sometimes you think about the breast as being white. a bit white and mm-hmm. drier, you know, not as much flavor as mm-hmm. a thigh. The duck breast has a ton of flavor because I know that because you and Diana had uh, Sonia and I over and you, uh, (laughs) swordfish and this and that, but that duck was amazing Mm. and it was a duck breast and it's so tasty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mm. ducks, because they fly, they use their wings, the blood goes through the meat and that's why most of your game birds are going to be red meat, even Mm. in the breast, where your chicken doesn't actually fly, your turkeys don't actually fly, Cornish game hens don't actually fly. So the blood isn't pumped through the meat, so that's why you don't have that red color to it. Never thought of that. Makes complete sense. What do I think of when I think of a killer uh, duck preparation? Or, or one thing I like is crispy skin. Oh, that's see, that's the that's kind of the classic thing for so many different dishes of duck, and especially when we're talking about confit. What we're going to do is we're going to confit it, and then we're going to take it out of the fat. We're going to steam it for a little bit. We're going to get everything out of the pan, turn it upside down, put a, just a touch of oil in there, and crisp up that skin. Mm. And if you haven't crisped up <laughs> the skin, then it's not what the French would call real true serving of confit, okay? Because that's nice. what they want is that crispy skin. It's the same thing with Peking duck. It's You're spending three days trying to get that skin almost as crispy as if you took it and dropped it and it shattered like glass. That's how crispy you want it to be. So it's just really a specialty thing to do. And, you know, with a Peking duck, what most people don't realize it's a lot of work to do because mm. what you're doing is you're taking a whole duck 
viscerating it, and then you're separating the skin from the meat. Mm. You're taking a straw or some sort of uh, air pump mm -hmm. and pumping it up so that you're making a balloon out of it nice. so that the skin is separate from the meat itself. Mm. So now we're going to take it, we're going to braise that, and they use molasses, they use sugars, they use soy sauce, they use, I mean, it just depends on what chef you're, we're talking about, because you're going to braise that to start rendering some of the fat out of that. Mm -hmm. You're going to hang it and let it air dry for one to three days, depending on how intense you are about this whole wow. thing. Now you're going to hang it in a wood fire oven and you're going to cook it long and slow until that skin just shrinks and is golden, <laughs> golden brown and oh is just gosh. crispy as all can be. That's crazy. It you is. know, it's, it's like, again, it, the crispy skin, and that's an amazing way to do it. A lot of work, though. It but is. The, <laughs> the crispy skin on a duck is like the holy grail of crispy. Exactly. Now, it's interesting because even going way back to uh, a chef I used to work with in the Weston Hotels, even a dessert, he described the perfect dessert as something that has a lot of flavor, can be creamy, but there's got to be maybe a crunch. Uh-huh. A texture um, to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and Sonia, when we eat, some she goes, oh, that's really good. It's very crispy. Uh-huh. When it's crispy, her eyes light up. Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. So I, I think it's just fantastic. And again, I really appreciate you showing me how to get some crispy duck here right in my kitchen, which yeah. is, it's a, it's a christening of my kitchen, mm -hmm. I tell you. Okay, now I know last time you mentioned a little bit about cassoulet. Uh-huh. And that is more of a, a it's a casserole. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, I, and I believe it's got white beans. And what, how, how would you go about doing a cassoulet? Well, it just again, it just depends. There's three different areas that, that claim the fame to cassoulet. And so depending on which area you're in, it's going to determine what kind of sausages you use. Mm -hmm. A lot of people like to use both uh, some sort of pig meat and some sort of lamb meat um, and then some sort of duck meat. We classically like to put a, a leg of, and thigh of confit on top of it, confit mm. of duck on top of it. Okay. But you don't have to do that. Some people oh, okay. will put a lamb shank on top of it. Some mm. people will put a, a, a pork rib or something like that on top. It just depends on what, what you want to do. And a cassoulet is really a French casserole bean dish okay. with meats in it. Okay. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're using leeks and celery and... Uh, onions and lots of garlic, and then whatever meats and beans you want to put in there, that's kind of up to you. Mm. And I've seen everything from fava beans to uh, white beans uh, to red beans to fresh uh, lima beans. I mean, there's just all kinds of cassoulets that you can make. Amazing, amazing. So, okay, so just a little bit ago, you walked in, uh, you walked through the door. I love the door open for you because I was <laughs> yeah. excited you're going to be here. And uh, the first thing I thought of, I saw you bring out that duck, and I thought, oh, my gosh. Now, if I didn't know you, and I didn't know what to do, and I didn't go on, say, the internet to get tips, if I had a chicken in front of me that was, you know, uh, I hadn't prepared yet, and I had a duck, I might try to approach the duck the same way that I approached the chicken. Mm. Is That's probably not the right way to go about it. Yeah. It's, um, even as a chef, to roast a whole duck and get it proper, mm -hmm properly cooked all the way through so that everybody's going to be pleased is a very difficult thing to do okay. because, again, you have the breasts and then you have the legs and the thighs. And a lot of times for the breasts to be done, mm -hmm. the legs and thighs aren't done. Gotcha. Or for the legs and thighs to be done, the breast is way overdone. Mm. So this is why the French tend to take theirs apart. Yes. Okay? And they'll cook the wings separate. They'll cook the breast separate. And the French actually like their rare to medium rare, mm. which is really unusual. So mm -hmm. you're taking that... That, that duck breast with the skin on it, cooking it skin side down, taking that fat, rendering that fat out, and saving it so that you can use Brussels sprouts or cabbage or some sort of green vegetables. 
There's nothing like garlic and leeks and duck fat. I mean, it's just unbelievable. You can put that on anything. And people who don't like cabbage, if they cook it with duck fat, they're going to like cabbage now. People who don't <laughs> like Brussels sprouts, they're going to like them with the duck <laughs> fat. It just, and then now the thing is, you know, making French fries and things like that. But anyway, you want to skin, you want to render that skin out of the duck as you're cooking it slowly over okay. a low to medium heat mm-hmm. and keep tipping it out so that you're tipping that fat out. Let it cook a little bit longer. Tip that fat out. Let it cook a little bit longer until nice. the, it's shrunk up mm-hmm. and it starts getting just slightly crispy on the outside. Okay. Now you're going to flip it over and it just, you can almost just turn off the heat mm-hmm. and let it go because you don't want to overcook it. Mm. Now you've got a piece of, of duck breast that's thick, held together. It's got that little bit of skin on top of it. And you want to take that and slice that at an angle, mm. okay? You can put that on top of a salad and eat it cold or room mm-hmm. temperature. Mm-hmm. You can take it and reheat it real quick and put it on top of your favorite garlic mashed potatoes. Put it on a <laughs> oh, pasta dish. You can wow. spread it out and put it on pizza. You, I mean, there's just all kinds of uses for That's it. That's amazing. And then it makes an incredible sandwich. You just really? take that with a little aioli and some red onion and some tomato and lettuce, put that on, and put it on a nice, flavorful bread. And that it's just unbelievable. Sound to me. So now I've got, you You made some here today. I'm thinking, what the heck <laughs> got, am I supposed yeah, to do Yeah, exactly. This? Yeah, I know. It's tough. Now, it's one tough. thing was interesting as, as I watched you, uh, you started with a, a black steel pan. Uh-huh. And and you use low heat. Yes. You didn't put any oil, nope. butter, nothing in the pan. And because you had the heat very low, skin side down, it was able to kind of start pulling that fat out. Can you mm-hmm. kind of go over that a little bit again? How you, why you put the lower heat and the well, the slow- lower heat is we want to render the fat at a low temperature. Okay, okay. So we're we're kind of bleeding that fat out of it because we want to reuse that fat. If I could take that and throw it into a high temp. Unfortunately, my my fat would get so hot mm-hmm. that you've you've kind of ruined it. Uh, okay, you, you're you. almost burning it. Uh, so you really don't want to do that. You want to render it out slowly mm-hmm. so that you can reuse that fat. And you'll see. I mean, if you go online and you look for for rendered duck fat, it's going to cost you about twelve bucks for six ounces. That's amazing. Okay, so it's it's kind of. Pricey to work with. Definitely. So now I've got some of that duck fat that you put aside for us. Uh-huh. Thank you so much. Yep. And I'm thinking I'm going to pick up uh, Brussels sprouts There tonight. you go. Perfect. But when you mentioned French fries, now- Well, you need more to you, do it with French well, fries. Well, but how about a combo? You know how yeah. sometimes you'll cook with olive oil and butter? If I, if I had oil to do French fries, and what percent minimum can I get away with of the duck fat to incorporate into the oil? Don't know. I've never done it. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. I hate to, I hate to mislead you on that one. Because <laughs> it'll take forever <laughs> to get enough duck fat to make, uh, you know, to, to do the uh, yeah. French fry. Yeah, well, you know, making, uh, starting with duck fat is kind of like starting with the sourdough starter. You need to start with a lot. Okay. Use what you're going to use that day, but put a little back in the fridge and keep it. Okay. okay. And then you keep building it until you have enough oh, to start okay. with. Then once you have enough... Uh-huh. Now, every time you're rendering or making legs and thighs and things yep. like it, you're just adding to it. Okay. Okay. So okay. now you have enough to spread on your bread. Now you have enough to cook with. Now you have enough to store. Now, you know, you have a, 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 a good supply of it. So how long would it last in, say, the refrigerator covered? Is there a time? Are I you, don't you... know if it would really ever go bad if okay. you're bringing it out and using it okay. once a week or once sure. a month or something like that. Okay. And, and, and let's just say that you, you get in a habit of making confit. Uh-huh. Six times a year, so you're doing it every two months. It's not going to go bad. If you're going to go longer than two or three months, I would throw it in the freezer. They say it doesn't hurt it. I don't know. I, I have never frozen it because I haven't needed to. I've always used so much of it that yeah. it doesn't make any difference. Yeah. 
Well, I love this conversation, and actually, I love the fact that we're God. You just want to eat. No, nah, that's right. <laughs> now you already gave me a little bit to try. So, but the idea of uh, I kind of steering the conversation towards duck fat because uh-huh. you hear about cooking in duck fat, or you, uh-huh. you watch some of the uh-huh. you know the the, uh, the uh, culinary shows, and they go, oh, "I made this in duck fat." Right. So we talk about uh, doing duck, but mm-hmm. then the duck fat. Let me ask you a question. So, what shouldn't you use to cook it in? Like, imagine I've got a hunk small, like chopped up or cut up pieces of beef, uh-huh. cut up pieces of fish, mm-hmm. some shrimp, some pork. Uh, we know about duck, and we know about chicken. Mm-hmm. If I want to saute using duck fat, which ones would you say is best to use a duck fat with? Well, it, you can you can cook anything in it. Okay. And it's going to give everything a little bit different flavor. Okay. Okay. Probably not so much for the shrimp. Okay. I mean, you have t- yeah, people tend to go that. for the butter and the olive oil. Sure. But you can, you can and why shot. not? And depending on what you're going to do with it, mm-hmm. you know, if you want, if you're going to make a, a dish that has like green peas and, and or, or green beans or something in it with shrimp, I mean, that would be outrageous with duck fat. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you're going to need something else besides the shrimp. Okay. All right. So yeah, yeah. garlic and leeks and green beans or peas or something like that, and it's really going to be a, a wonderful. Dish. I don't think there's anything you can't cook with duck fat. You Let could me probably throw one. you could probably render chocolate in duck uh-huh. fat and and, and nice. enjoy it. Well, let me throw another one at you then. Okay, I sometimes will do popcorn. Oh gosh, with butter <laughs> and olive oil, or uh, popcorn with 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 uh, butter and a little bit of coconut oil uh-huh. and duck fat. Yep. What do you think? Yep. Yep, yep. Serious. Yep, yep. I'd probably leave out the coconut myself. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't really need that. But just but popcorn and duck fat is outrageous. No. And then the French will take and they'll sh- they'll shred a little bit su- a little bit of summer truffles on top of it or oh. something like that. You know, and it's just that's amazing. So I'm I'm thinking about people that love to cook at home. And mm-hmm. They like to kick kick up a meal. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and they have friends over all the time. Um, if they thought, you know, I want to try something else. Rick, mm-hmm. Rick, Chef Rick Buford has some really cool recipes and ideas and also uh, a lot of things you share on uh, YouTube. Uh, mm-hmm. So we'll share uh, your information. What would you recommend if they've never used duck or never made duck or duck fat, used duck fat, what would you say would be a good first introduction for them to make for their family or friends when they want to impress? Uh, just something simple. If you want, I mean, if you, if you want to give peop, a, a lot of people the flavor of duck fat, start with just some garlic and onions and some uh, green peas. Okay. And then uh, with your cooked in your duck fat, and then just throw some pasta in there and just ooh. toss that together ooh, ooh, ooh. with a little salt and pepper. That's it. You don't pasta. need anything else. Now, if you want, put a little sheep's milk Romano cheese on top of it, and you can build from there and go to any place you want to go with it. You can put any kind of meat on top of there you want to have on there, but just even just something so simple to give people the flavor of what duck fat is going to do. It's just a simple, simple way to start. Well, you know, for the listeners, Rick, just as a reminder, um, if they hadn't had an opportunity to listen to you on some of the other shows, you have been making duck at your <laughs> restaurant for how many years? Uh, over 40 years. So a little bit of experience. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. too bad. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. And, so- <laughs> I, and I, had a, I had a, I mean, I can't take all the credit because I, I learned how to do it. Most of us in the cooking industry oh, yeah. learn how to do 99% of our stuff by watching somebody else. Yeah. And my two mentors were Jean Lassus mm-hmm. from Chateau Montluc in the southwest of France mm-hmm. and also Ariane Degan, who, of course, opened up D'Artagnan Foods in New York. Wasn't he one of the three musketeers? D'Artagnan? D'Artagnan was one of the three musketeers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just checking. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty awesome. We went and toured that whole area and just had a great time where foie gras and duck are king. And uh, they, they even prefer the duck 
foie gras and the duck over the goose, hmm. where in other areas of France they prefer the goose. Yeah, okay. Duck is king down there. Well, you know what they say, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, but that's another show altogether. Good for the duck is good for the duck. Yeah. Well, you know, you've also, what's really exciting and cool is, and I, I saw some photos, you share your knowledge um, on, not just with sharing some of your recipes on, say, YouTube, but you teach classes for people. I think I saw a photo, you had about <laughs> five or six people. You were showing them how to break down the duck all the way through. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, we gave them whole ducks, and we let them go to it, and that was actually a cassoulet class, uh-huh. and coming up this Wednesday, I have a class up in Orange for about 10 gals, and we're just doing all kinds of Asian foods, wow. and we're just going to start with Chinese rice, Japanese rice, and I'm actually going to be doing duck, and wow. just all kinds of stuff for them, and let them kind of play, do whatever they want to do. I'll give them some guidelines. They'll be able to use woks. They'll be able to use pancakes to work with. They'll be able to use the steam buns and all kinds of stuff. So wow. what they get to stuff them with and make with is going to be kind of up to them. That's amazing. Yeah. So how do, I mean, okay, so this is a group of people that want you to come to their home yeah. and show them how to make some awesome foods, and they invite maybe a few friends or some family. Well, actually, these gals have been meeting for about 20 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So they get together about every two months. Okay. And, uh, and I, I work with a number of different people that do that, who have okay. cooking clubs and groups and things like that. And so they have all kinds of different classes. And they'll have us come in and do something specific or is there something completely wacky. Nice. Wednesday's going to be kind of wacky. I love it. I love it. Yeah, well, what a, what a great thing to share with people. Okay, with the duck or any, what else would you like to share on? Is there anything I'm missing? What what else, what would you like to talk about with respect to uh, duck or food in mm, general? I just have to repeat that duck is probably one of the most versatile, versatile animals to work with. That there there is something you can do with every single piece. You're going to make a, a, a mousseline or a pate out of wow, the liver. Yeah, love, you're going to take pate. the gizzard and the heart, and you're, you can confit them up and put them on top, chop them up and put them on top of a salad with just some shallot and just garlic and a bacon dressing. Or something. I mean, it's just there's just so many different things you can do, even with those things that people ne- generally throw away. Wow. Okay? Render the skin like you would chitlins or something like that. Um, make the confit. Make the duck breast. Hmm. Cook it rare to well done. It doesn't make any difference. It's all good. Wow. Put it on a salad. Put it in a sandwich. Just there's, it's almost endless. Well, you know, you you again on YouTube and uh, you have a lot of uh, air, uh, recipes that you share. Mm-hmm. Where can people find out more about um, how you do your duck or other foods? Well, they can see how to bone and take apart a duck okay. on my YouTube channels. Okay. Um, and my Vimeo channel. Okay. Um, just look up my name, Rick Buford, and okay. you can, there's all kinds of things. Wonderful. Um, and there's how we do confit, how we make cassoulet. There's all those recipes on oh there, too. Oh, my gosh. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely tie that to this. That's amazing. Well, this has been kind of uh, what I love about the way you describe food is that it can be for a beginner. Uh-huh. It could be for intermediate and advanced. You've got something, I think, for everybody. It's, it's, that's amazing. So, again, I, I appreciate you coming to be on the podcast, Rick, but also for showing me in my kitchen how to make Oh, duck, yeah. first time. Yeah, and, and do not forget, remember those duck breasts that we rendered? Yes. You're going to go back, you're going to take a little salt, and you're going to sprinkle it on that juice that's rendering out right oh, now, okay. and take a little bread and dip that in there, and that is the chef's special treat, okay? <laughs> Nobody in the world knows about this. It's that little bed of juice that's left on the cutting board oh. that is the best part of everything. Wow. But it's a secret. I love it. Well, they'll, okay, the listeners will find other <laughs> secrets because you have chef salt, your little mixture of salt, uh-huh, uh-huh. and your uh, Provence. Ursula Provence. Provence. Those are on our fantastic. channel also. Nice. Mm-hmm. 
Well, Rick, I want to thank you again uh, for coming. And um, I think next time, I mean, we have to think of something else because we're, we're really pulling a lot of uh, great information from your brain. I'm really, really fortunate uh, to have you as a great friend for many years. And oh, also, you. it's my pleasure because uh, you're amazing. So thanks again for being here. And I hope you have a wonderful day. I'm certainly going to. Thank you. For all of you listening out there, Chef Special is part of the Believe Podcast Network. Check it out at Believe.com. And follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Patrick Honeywell. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.